Eagles Entertainment. Today's podcast is presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your screenplay with supersonic Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Enjoy breakaway speeds, power your whole huddle of devices, and help keep your home team safe with online security. Unbeatable internet from Xfinity, made to do anything so you can do anything. On Tuesday, November 29th, defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon spoke to the media. Okay, just to recap the game, uh, uh, good hard-fought battle, good to get a win. Um, obviously, we need to keep the points down a little bit, 33 points, a lot of points to give up. Um, our offense obviously put a lot of points on the board and we won the game, but uh, things to clean up. We did some good things in the game that I was pleased with, especially defending an offense like that. Um, and we know where we need to get better and improve uh, for this week uh, moving forward. So on to Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to see that because he was in pain. That's a tough injury. All injuries are tough, but really felt bad for him because he was he was hurting pretty good. But, um, you know, he's played really good football for us, and it's going to be like, you know, we've had some guys that have went in and out of the lineup, and, you know, we all got to pick up the slack and uh, be able to, to function without him. So uh, that's, that's what we'll do. What's the biggest challenge with putting Reed in there as a rookie and trying to figure it out with him? Um, just, you know, I want to say this, you know, Reed had a, had a very good game. Uh, he came in there and that's a tough spot, but our guys like they're, they're psychologically prepped for that to happen. So, and what I mean by that is, is, you know, everyone that has a Jersey on game day, the head coach talks about roles, like everyone has a role, but that can change like that. So, you know, those guys that are backups right now, they prepare like they're going to be in and starting. So, I mean, it's a, it's a really, you know, a, a feather in Reed's hat. He's prepared the correct way. And the other thing with that, too, is that's really good coaching. You know, you talk about D. Will and DK, for a guy to come in a game like that and play winning football for you, plus the trickle-down effect of the different packages that you have. I mean, going into that two-minute, we're saying, well, who's going to play this spot? Who's playing this spot? And, you know, you always have a pair and a spare for each spot. And, um, you know, obviously you saw that they've done a really good job with him because he played well, and then we could solve problems, you know, with other groups that we needed to have up. And then even, you know, then he got nicked, I think, and Kayvon comes in and has a PBU on third down in the red zone, which was a huge play. So, you know, it's really a kudos to the player and the coaches to be ready to go. But our guys know, man, like it, your, your number can get called at any time, and you can't be the weak link when you go in there. So... Um, I was I was proud of how that how that unfolded. In terms of how you utilize your safeties, we've seen more of Marcus in the box and more of CG, CJ in the post. Reed um, in college played more in the box than he did in the post. Does this change how do you utilize your team? Yeah, I mean, we're always going to look to deploy our guys to accentuate their skill set by call. But with doing that, you got to be aware of, you know, what the offense sees as well. So we'll have a plan for that moving forward. You know, I always talk about those safeties being mirrored positions and their skill sets have to be unique and well-rounded to do that, which all of our guys that play for us in the back end have those qualities. So um, we'll have a we'll have a plan moving forward, but I'm not really too concerned about that. JG, when you look at Cincinnati, uh, when you look at Tennessee on tape, what did the Bengals do to limit Henry to 39 yards rushing? Was it scheme or was it just individual 
good yeah, play. they they played well as a unit together. You know, that you talk about they kind of bottled them up pretty good run defense. It's all eleven, and they were they were uh, they were fitting very well together. Um, I thought Lou did a good job of changing up the spacing. They lose their defensive coordinator, and they they got a good front. You know, just like us. I mean, they they uh, controlled the line of scrimmage for the most part, and didn't let them get going. And then you know, as you see, as and they possessed the ball on offense. So he they kind of limited his touches there. It was really a low possession type game that game, um, which you know Sunday night was a high possession game you just don't know how the game's going to kick out you know but I think they played complimentary football Cincinnati kept them off the field a little bit and had some extended drives and then when he did get his touches they did a good job all 11 to really bottle them up and control the line of scrimmage and tackle them um, you know I've played against this guy multiple times being in that division for three years with him and I mean, he's a he's a tall order. He's a he's one of the premier players in the world at his position. So, we got our challenge cut out for us. JG, how much do you think having the two new D tackles has helped Fletch? Um, you know, I I think it's helped him with the workload. You know, like I you know we talked about the one game where he played that many plays. I don't I don't love that. You know that we talked about, but. Um, I think Fletch, you know, Fletch is he's such a unicorn because he can play anything that you ask him to play, you know, from all all the spacings, all the different positions in those spacings. He doesn't have a weak spot in his game, so he can plug and play around when certain guys are in. And But I think that has helped a little bit because just of his workload and to really put him and it kind of freed us up a little bit um, to put him in some positions to really affect the game, which he did. I mean, he, you know, he's going to get. A, I don't know if he knows he'll get a game ball. He was he was lights out on Sunday night. What about having those two guys, Lynn Ball and Don Con? You know, obviously Derek Henry coming coming up. Like, how big have they been in the run game for you guys? Yeah, they've both played well in the Warren game for these last two games. So, but it's again, though, that's all 11. Like, you know, and even, you know, the my opening statement, you know, the explosives got to come down, guys. Like, that's when you're going to give up a lot of points. Like, <laughs> if you give explosives up, you're going to be in the red zone and you got to fight them in the red zone, keep points off the board. But explosive plays lead to points typically. So, in the run and pass game. So, it's not just those two guys. We all got to consistently, all 11 have to consistently do a good job in the run and pass game. To, allow, to not allow a team to, you know, go up and down the field and score. So um, I'm pleased where they're at, and they're going to play huge roles as we keep moving forward. And I think they'll continue to get better and better just with our terminology, what we're asking them to do. And they've both been, you know, fantastic with coming in here. What do you? What do you? What is? What do we need to do to help the team win? Um, so. They'll uh, continue to get better. On the uh, subject of explosives, can you take us through the, the A.J. Dillon touchdown run and the Christian Watson? Uh, yeah, I just got a little bit. Uh, we lost gap integrity on the A.J. Dillon one. Then what was the other one? Uh, the Watson. Uh, you know, I, I didn't – too aggressive of a call by me, honestly. Like, at that point in the game, you're up 14, nine minutes left, and, you know, I, I the call I did not love and stressed our guys out, and that's what happened. So – you know, I, that's that 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 one's on me. Like, come on, man. Like, keep the ball in front of you right there. You know, the game's in your favor right there, and we let them back in the game because of really the call. Uh, is, there any, the, uh, uh, fronts early, is there any 4-2 front early in game? Um, uh, you guys have kind of gone that and have struggled um, in stopping that. Is that scheme-related, the call, or is that the execution? Uh, a little bit of both. What, what was the first part of the question? 
Jeff like you utilized the four two front early in games and that's been where they've kind of gotten you guys yeah we were we were in that package because we were in it was second and pass and you know you can't sub versus them so they completed the screen and then we're in that next that next snap there so we got it doesn't matter you know our guys know this like we we have to do better in all our spacings like you're looking for premium execution and whatever call you're in you have to be able to line up and stop people whatever you're who's ever out there and whatever call you're in it's so I think that, um, you know, it's just a couple adjustments here or there. That's why I was excited walking down. You know, we talked about some things that I think can help us. We talked about with the head coach. You know, he gave us some couple good ideas that I like. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll try to, you know, without – we're not going to change anything we do, but just a couple minor adjustments with hands and footwork and things like that. Or, you know, you build in a couple things off of each front that can help and, you know, how teams are trying to attack us combat that. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly a better question for D. Will and DK because I'm not in there with them all the time. But I know this, the guy's a pro. Like, he came in here as a rookie and said, I'm, I know that this is my role right now, but when I'm called upon, I need to be ready to play good football. And you saw him in training camp. What, what I can't answer for your question, Bo, is I know that the guy takes, I mean, elite notes. He asks a lot of questions. He doesn't memorize or regurgitate. He understands. And there's a difference between memorizing my adjustments and the play and the defenses and understanding the why behind that. And, um, you know, he's obviously very smart, like all those guys in that room are, and that's a thinking position. And, um, you know, he has he's, he's a, a big physical guy that can move. So he should be able to, once he gets comfortable, I think the more and more he plays, once he gets comfortable, the, the, the better off he'll play. So um, I think just... His, his want to and his attitude of getting himself ready to play whenever he was called upon, that's what probably impressed me the most because a lot of guys, well, I'll just wait a year. I'll just wait two years. It's not my year, but down the road, I'm going to be a player. No, like you can't have that attitude in this, in this league. So, And Nick, honestly, the culture that he sets for this whole team, it isn't that. That comfort, more factor, more? Uh, that comfort factor – you're just talking about with Reed. Does that help Josiah Scott as he's continued to, to fill in for Avante? Yeah, I mean, Josiah, just the same way. Like, he's played really – he's played good football with us, and that's a tough position. I mean, they're all tough positions, but the nickel position in our defense, we ask that a lot of that guy. And um, that's why the other day when you guys asked, like, I, I feel very comfortable with Josiah and they're playing good football for us. So – um, you know, he does a lot of things extremely well, what you're looking for, for the nickel to do. And, um, you know, he doesn't, he can, he handles it mentally. He's extremely intelligent. He's physical. He's violent. He can cover. So, uh, he's, he's done a good job with us. I don't, you know, I don't, uh, the 11 that we have out there, I haven't been weirded out once all year, you know, where I'm like, oh boy, like, are we okay? You know, I really haven't. So it's a kudos to Howie to get the right people in here and a kudos to the coaches to get them guys ready to play and play winning football. You mentioned Kayvon. You mentioned Kayvon. Uh, he's found himself in some, uh, like you said, high leverage snaps, even though yeah. his snaps have gone down. Yeah. Uh, how's he handled How's he handled his role change? Third down, too. You know, those are high leverage snaps. You talk about, hey, let's put this guy in on dime. Well, I, I tell guys all the time, it's like, 
okay, it might be play 27 and it's third and five with, you know, you need a huge stop and this guy's going in for this first play. Like there's no rhythm to that. So I appreciate Kayvon being able to do that because he can. Um, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's started football games for us. I feel very comfortable with Kayvon and the job that he does. And we give him, a, we put a lot on his plate too because he's backing up two positions, you know, really four positions, honestly. And when you talk about adding all the packages, he's always many, mentally ready to go. He practices his tail off out there. And when we need him, he, he goes in there and plays well. So, um, you know, happy that he's, he's doing that. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.